Yeah, you're on the you're on the phone with Boxer. Yeah, the same. That's that's the same one. Uh-huh. Yep. Um I'm here. Yeah, I've been on for twenty minutes waiting. He's what? Again. Is this like the fourth or fifth recording in a row? Why did I do something to Lazaro? I tried to hit him the last time we recorded. That was, I mean, I was joking with him. I did, I did swing at his head, but I was nowhere near inches. Yeah, I mean, that's a long way for a professional. If I wanted, I could have taken his head off. I know that he knows that. It was, it was mostly in fun. He's afraid to be in the same room with, room with me. Okay, well, we could just do it remotely. He's too offended for that. Well, okay. So is he just not recording? No episodes at all from Lazaro? It's just all Boxer now? He's recording with who? About age? Okay. I mean, I, I thought we had a good thing going, me and Lazaro, like just a little back and forth. He felt completely insulted every time he met with me. Self, I'm self-absorbed. That's what he said. No, that's what you're saying. You both say that. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not everybody's flavor, but I think I've got something special, you know, like a little bottled lightning. That sounds that sounds conceited to you. Well, I mean, what if I'm I supposed to just record alone? I am supposed to record alone. Okay, that's uh, that's fine. I've done it before. I just thought. This was a partnership or a friend or like a friendship even. I've I'll record alone. Like eventually we will record together, right? Me and him will record together. Zero. Never in a million lifetimes. End quote. That's okay. All right. Well, we gotta put an episode out. I can't I can't just we can't just wait. So I'll just record. I've got some talking points. I was gonna run it by Lazero, but I'll, if he's not here, then I'll just uh, I'll just I'll walk through these on my own. Um, can I can I call him or a restraining order? I didn't even know. Rest- I thought restraining orders were like in person. I didn't think it stopped contact, like internet contact. It does stop internet contact now. Okay. What about like a letter? Kind of like write like a handwritten. Do I, okay, just look into that. Tell me if I could like send him a letter or like a, like a, like a Western Union, like text. You know, like what do they used to do? Like like a Morse code. Tap it out. Could I just? I got. He's got to talk to me at some point. We're on the same show. We're on the same side. Okay. Yep. That's fine. Say hello to your mother for me. Don't ever, don't ever mention your mom. Get okay, and you hung up. Cool. This uh. is the biggest flex. <laughs> we have boxer safety. 
Good reaction by Boxer. And here's the right move from Boxer. In Boxer's favor. Boxer safe. Uh, we've got a douche town center scenario. Oh my goodness, I just saw it. This uh, is the biggest flex <laughs> in the decider of a show match. Gonna get CJ with the Castle Age douche. Boxer safe. Boxer. Boxer safe. Boxer. Boxer safe. We have the biggest flex, 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 flex. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard right. I'm back. Another episode. Uh, I know you guys have been hounding me. A lot of a lot of chatter, you know, about hey, when are you coming back to Twitch? When are you? Did you retire from streaming? Uh, the age streaming scene is so boring. Please, boxer, save us. Yeah, and you've been. I know you've been tweeting at uh, a Jeff Bezos. You know, trying to get him to get me back on board on Twitch. Okay. So I've been talking to him a little bit, me and Jeff, uh, El Jefe is what I call him. That's what I just, between me and him, don't you guys call him that? But, uh, yeah, me and Jeff have been talking. Uh, I told him I want to get back on the platform, but I've really, I'm kind of enjoying the anonymity and just being, being myself, you know, sitting out by the pool, um, doing, doing my swimming laps, getting back in shape Really, the uh, the ELO grind took a toll on me physically, and I wanna I just wanna get that out of my system. Get rid of all the toxins. Get rid of all the stress and the expectations. And uh, you guys know how it is when when you're in an industry like this and you're competing at a professional level. You gotta you gotta preserve your your mind so that you don't get burnt out. And uh, it's about long it's about longevity. I look at Tom Brady really as a as an icon and a, and a mentor of mine about how to just be in it for the long haul. I don't want to, I don't want to be a, a flash in the pan, so to speak. Uh, yeah. The Kobe Bryant is another one, the guy that just put his body through so much, but you know, he's taking time to, to take care of his mind. Rest in peace uh, to the Mamba. But uh, there's a lot, there's a lot you can learn from guys like that. Probably even, for y'all's life, you don't do anything as high stakes as I do or, or that they do, but I'm sure whatever your jobs are as an accountant or something or a school teacher that, uh, that there's probably burnout there. You, something you don't want to, you don't want to do accounts all day long. So you want to just space that out get some, some, some rest some relaxation. That's where I'm at. I'm in a, I'm in a cool down phase and, uh, just, just working through it, you know, Anyway, me and Jeff Bezos, me and Jeff El Jefe were talking, and I'll probably I'll kick the stream back up soon. I know Twitter's taking a hit since I left, and I hate that. I hate that for Jeff and the investment that he's made. So, so I'll fire it back up soon. We've we've been having some technical issues. I got the guys looking at it, and probably we'll we'll even do. I'd, I'd wanted to do some of these episodes, some of these podcast episodes, live on stream and. I just want to make sure it's good quality. I, I don't want to fire it up first thing and be doing this 
and maybe drop the ball. So whenever I get a good stream under my belt, make sure all the technical issues, the mics are working and the green screens and all the the, the fanfare and the and the the CGI type um graphics that you guys expect. I want to make sure that's all in place for the podcast. I want to give you guys the best. So we'll do some test streams here or there from my friend Jeff and uh and we'll fire that off, I promise. I know I get all the tweets. I read all the messages. And trust me, it's coming back. It's coming back. And then there will be some gaming. There will be some domination like you expect. Speaking of, of domination, I know you're interested, Boxer. What are, you, what are you doing in your personal gaming life? What is it looking like right now? Okay. I'll tell you what. I'm enjoying the polls. I don't, I don't know why the polls all of a sudden. But the ego, that wood ego... That would the food eco from uh, from their full works just feels so nice. You know, it's hard to get going, but once you wrap your head around it and and you get a couple of full works underneath you, just you're just cruising through feudal and castle, all the food you could want. And I'm also enjoying opening archers. Poles have fully upgraded arbalests. They're just missing the final armor, and you don't really need the final armor for arbalests. You know, you just you don't get touched. You just shoot people up. So I'm enjoying the archer opening. You've got the food for scouts, archer scouts, great combo. Hera recommends it as the strongest feudal, feudal play archers and scouts. And uh, a lot of, a lot of castle aggression. You kind of want to close the game out in castle. I'm feeling so just, just liking the polls, tricking, tricking people with the archer opening. I'm wholly ignoring the Romans. I don't know that I've played any ranked games, any team games, any quick matches. I haven't played Romans competitively. I've, I've played them against the AI, get, get a feel for them. I just, I just feel like more changes are coming. I feel like they're gonna, they're gonna nerf the Romans somehow. They're gonna mess with the Civ. I don't think it's overpowered. I think it's overused right now, but I don't think it's overpowered. I will say this about the Romans: having played against them. There was some controversy a few months ago where Hera said that uh, that knights, it might have been last year, Hera said that knights in early castle are a counter to pikes. Pikes don't counter knights, knights counter pikes. And Nilly mocked him almost to the point of being a little bit rude. A little bit rude to a guy who uh, I think Hera takes Nilly out any day of the week. But Nilly thought that was hilarious. I'll say this. Knights do not counter Roman pikes if those pikes have all their upgrades. You're looking at plus four melee and plus four pierce on those pikes in castle. You don't see that on halbs until you're on the pike line in general until Imperial Age. So so you're looking at Imperial Age armor in Castle Age. I think that's when Roman infantry are their strongest in Castle Age. They've got the most upgrades compared to what they normally have in uh yeah, stay away from those pikes with your knights. I've taken some fights where I'm like, knights will clean this up. I'll have four or five knights left. No knights left. They're gone. The knights are just destroyed. So uh, I will say that about the Romans. Everybody's talking about the militia. Everybody's talking about the scorpions. Everyone's talking about the centurion, unique unit. The pikes are the problem. You just play them standard, open archers, open scouts, whatever. Throw some pikes in and and the Romans are are ridiculous. 
So I'm not too happy. A lot of you guys know that I'm a Chinese player. I love playing with the Chinese. I'm not super happy about the tech discount. I'm still winning games, right? At the top level, we barely even notice this change. So I just think it's unnecessary. It's just odd. It's just weird. If it makes the devs happy and they leave the Chinese, the Chinese have been left alone for, I think, over like a decade now. They haven't been touched. And I don't know if they needed to be touched, but here we are. They've been touched. Leave them alone. You know, they got enough weaknesses. If you've got Onager, you can beat Chinese, right? So every Chinese player knows that. We still don't have an answer to Onager. Still don't have an answer to BBC. Still don't have Hussar. You know, we're running around with Light Cav like it's something to use, but it's good Civ. Not happy with the nerf. And then finally, in my life, in my gaming life, I am I am taking part in a tournament. It's called Training Grounds, hosted by Big Walt. That big uh, is spelled B, and then the number one, and then a G. Big Walt. Find that guy on Twitch. He's casting almost every one of these tournament games. It's a really large set of games. Capyfrac, uh, C-A-P-Y-P-H-R-A-E-C-T on Twitch is hosting that alongside Big Walt. Between the two of them, they've casted every game so far. I appreciate that kind of uh, level of commitment. That's a lot. It's a lot of work. I've hosted a few leagues in my time, and to try to cast every game, that's uh, that's a heavy load. And these guys are these guys are doing it. I've had some good games. I've had some bad games. The cutoff for this tournament was fourteen fifty. That was the max elo. So I've seen players from twelve hundred to fourteen fifty in there. The twelve hundreds they've not had a good time, but the fourteen hundred guys have have done pretty well. And uh, I think we've got some some interesting games. And the 1200s have snagged, you know, a game here or there, but they probably should have lost. And a lot of 2-1, two, 2-1 one, two, one endings in the first round here. Um, so it's pretty competitive. The maps are pretty pretty standard. There's a few oddball maps, but uh, nothing nothing that I don't think you guys would enjoy if you're looking for a good tournament. To watch, go check out some of the uh, some of the past vods from Big Watt and Cappy Frack. You might even catch catch Boxer out there throwing throwing some some punches here or there. Uh, I didn't even I didn't even tease like our our ultimate topic here. I'm not gonna tease it yet. I'm not gonna tease it yet. I'm just gonna jump in logically into the next into the next uh the next topic which is tournament smurfs okay i told you guys this cutoff was 1450 and they've been a very relaxed tournament they they didn't hold on to that 1450 too hard or too long as long as you were 1450 or below at the cutoff they're good with you uh, there's some guys that have raised 150 to 200 elo since that cutoff we've got 15 to 1600 players in this 1450 tournament Cleaning house, obviously, you know, and one of them I noticed, uh, he was a little upset. I didn't give him a GG. Dude, I'm I'm not telling you good game for playing down, you know, playing down from your ELO. If I clapped an 800, I don't, I don't want a handshake and a trophy. This, I should win, you know, 
like talk to me if I lose. If I lose that game, let's have a talk. What's going on with you? Why are you losing to eight hundreds? But um, but yeah, don't don't come smurf in a tournament and then be upset when when your opponents don't respect you as a as a man as a person. That's gonna happen. It's gonna happen if you smurf. A lot of you guys are smurfing. I I run into smurfs in tournaments all the time. I don't see them on the ladder. On the ladder doesn't bother me. You know, you you show up and try to smurf on the ladder. I'm taking you out, or I'm moving on to the next. I'm not even giving you a second thought. But these these are practice games. If you wanna if you wanna smurf in your practice time, have at it. Don't don't get better at the game. I don't care. But when it comes to tournaments, this is game time. This is game time, and you're and you're basically going to show up and cheat during the real game, during what matters. You know, you, these these tournaments are real life, right? Everybody thinks ranked is the whole thing. I don't give a rip about ranked. I don't care about ranked at all. But when you show up at a tournament, that's the real deal. And these tournaments are often cut off by ELO. And so when you're tanking your ELO, when you're hiding your ELO, using different accounts, however you want. There's there's a million different ways to smurf. And these guys are so creative. If they spend as much time creating and perfecting their build orders and their macro and their micro, if they spend as much time working on that as they do, how do I smurf and get really easy games so I can feel good about myself? They, w- they would be playing with Hera. They'd be playing in the high levels. But, you know, you're not, you're not good enough to be up there and, and compete. So you come down and you try to beat up on people who, uh, you know, who, who are obviously demonstrably not as good as you. I, I got no words for you. It's, it really is a toxic way to play. And I like toxicity. I'm a toxic kind of a guy. I like it. I like a little trash talk. I like a little fire. I don't like cheaters. So I'm not convincing you if you are a Smurf. I'm I'm not going to convince you to not be a cheater. I just want to let everybody else know what kind of life you live. You know, just if you've got to dust the Cheetos off your stomach before you type good luck, have fun, you're the kind of guy I'm talking about, okay? If you've got to move all of the soda cans off your desk in order to execute your, your Archer Micro, you're the one I'm talking about. If if you've got to yell up from from your mom's basement for some peace and quiet, so you can hear, you know, the game notifications and know when I'm attacking you, you're the one I'm talking about. So wrap it up, play, play tournaments at your elo. Don't try to smurf it. Don't. And if you do, if you do want to smurf it, if that's your thing, if that's your life, if that's if that's how you how you get yourself out of bed every morning. Don't be upset when I don't drop a GG on you. Don't be upset upset about that. That's that's the that's the the best case scenario for you is that you don't get a GG from me. Okay. Anyway, this this isn't a rant podcast. That's not what this is about. Let's talk about. Let's tease. Let's tease the ending. Um, our ultimate topic today that I meant to drop earlier. Ultimate topic. Did you guys see the Reddit revolution? It was amazing. Talking about toxicity. If you haven't seen the Reddit revolution that went on, I watched it like a like a train wreck outside my house. Just just all day long, just eating popcorn, chiming in. I'm gonna I'm gonna break that down piece by piece and hopefully do it justice. 
it was incredible. Um, might even find some direct quotes if I can still find find some of the Reddit posts, but it was beautiful. We'll get into that later on. And right now, is it is it time? Yeah, we're about twenty in. Then we'll just is it up? Is it we have the got the maps? Cool. We'll just jump. We'll just jump right in then. They're telling me we're good to go into map review. And I know you guys love this section. Everyone asks about it. It's not it's not up. You told me it was up and it's not it's not even up. Okay, well just get me I need steam up. Yeah. You're supposed to have age up before we even started. Sorry guys. Just bear with me for a minute. We're gonna do map review. I'll go ahead and give you an overview of the the one v one maps. In addition to your normal, your Arabias, your arenas, whatever. We've got Marketplace. We've got Atacama. We've got Fortress. We've got Gold Rush. That's what you're up against if you're playing ones right now. I'm going to walk through each of those maps, give you a high level, how they're going to work, what sieves you need to look at. That way, that way I don't have to be answering all of you all day long. Hey, Boxer, tips for this map. Hey, Boxer, tips for that map. Um... Not that I don't want to. I want to be there for everybody. We're just going to do it collectively right now, okay? You know that sound. Let's start with Marketplace. I think it's the most unique. I enjoy some Marketplace. And... All visible. Here we go. Name that, name that Civs intro song. Marketplace. <clears throat> you start with standard uh -huh. veils. Three veils. I'm seeing two boar out here in berries. Um, patch of deer. Eight sheep. Six. I'm only seeing six sheep. Really? Okay. So we're short two sheep. That's good to know. That's odd. I did not expect that. So in addition to the four sheep you start with, there's just two more out there to find. So once you find two sheep, you just move on. Move on with your life. Um, a little food shortage then. Maybe send an extra one to berries or maybe open four on wood so you can get another farm down in, in dark. Yeah, that's 200 food gone. Anyway... On a good note, there's no scout, but there's two trade carts. Okay, so you get an extra scouting unit as a trade cart. Since there isn't another scout, you don't have to worry about that scout fighting yours. Um, and then here's the kicker. Since there's two trade carts, there are also Gaia markets in every corner of the map. And you want to get probably get a market down early in, in Feudal. And get those two trade carts working just to bring in a little bit of gold income. You could conceivably, I don't know how much gold you're going to get. Let's, uh, let's reset this. I want to tell you guys how much gold you're going to get. So if we go...
we start in feudal and just speed this guy up a little bit. Now we're going to have this build. I want to see how much gold we can get, best case. So I've got two options for you. You can drop your market kind of in the middle of the map, like on an edge, and kind of almost equidistant from two markets. Or you can drop it in a corner next to a Gaia market and trade with a Gaia market on the other side of the map. Okay, those are the two numbers I'm going to give you. We're supposed to see how many trips do we need to get 150 gold. Because after Loom, you need 150 gold to... Okay, that's eight. That's terrible. Oh, 32. So right now you're getting 32 gold per trip if you're halfway through the map. You're going to need... Five total trips. If I get rid of this guy. So there's 63. Alright, so if you if you put the market in the corner and trade corner to corner, you need three trips. So three total. You got two you got two of these guys, so really just two trips. If you get them both going. So that's probably what I would do. If you do that, corner the market, and then drive all the way across to the corner to corner, you don't even need to go to gold to get to to get to castle. Practice that. Practice that. Pretty open map. Wood in the middle. Sparse wood around your base. Um, think about like hideout almost or what's that other map? Enclosed. Kind of got to feel like that. A lot of wood in the center for you to fight over. And fight through. Very interesting strategies on on marketplace potentially. Um, Atacama, we've been over Atacama. Lots of sparse wood all over. Tons of wood in the center, but pathways all through it. Big trush map, big scouts map. I lean. And it's hard to wall. I lean against archers. Don't play archers on Atacama. It's gonna mess you up. Fortress. Fortress is a fast castle map. We've talked about Fortress before. You really... Where's Fortress at right here? You really want to... Go with a nice unique unit on Fortress. You start with 10 vills. And... Maybe some... I kind of mess it up. Maybe some farms. Berries, things like that. You're going to have like 10 to 12 minute castle times if you play it right. So you start with a barrack, you start with towers, all walled in like arena. Um, not as much wood on the outside though. Some wood, but not like an arena type wood. So you want to have a nice unique unit that you can start going into. Since you have the castle, you can make petards pretty early. Like as soon as you're in castle, you can start pumping out petards. I don't know how many it takes to drop a wall or a gate. I think it's like two for a wall, three for a gate, maybe. But basically what I'm saying is if you've got an army ready, if you're making archers or scouts or something or knights, you can pop a hole in these stone walls as soon as castle's up, as soon as you're in castle, and then walk in and start raiding. That's a big deal. 
So keep an eye out that for that yourself. Be ready to put houses on your walls. Keep those things uh, keep those things from happening to you. That can really ruin your game. If you're in mid-boom and the dude shows up with a bunch of knights popping through the walls with a petard, that'll, uh, that'll catch you up. I don't like Fortress. I probably won't be playing it. You got to wear a little too much clown makeup for me to enjoy uh, that kind of a map. Gold Rush is here. Bunch of gold in the center on a big hill. It's kind of a trap. You got a lot of gold in your base. You don't have to go fight for mid. It does help. Um, maybe castle drop mid if you want to play into a longer game, but I don't know. Not a big fan of gold rush either. Kind of a gimmicky map. I'd probably, if I'm playing ones right now, which I will be as soon as we're done talking, you and me, I'm going to ban, uh, what do I get? Three bans. I'm going to ban fortress. Atacama and Gold Rush. So that leaves me open. Arabia, Marketplace, Arena, and Mega Random. If I wanted to get rid of Arena, I might leave Gold Rush open. Gold Rush or Atacama. Not a big fan of Atacama, though. It just turns into nasty trush games. So there you go. Ban Fortress. Ban Arena. And then decide if you, if you want... Gold Rush or Atacama in your map pool. Uh, I do want to switch into team games real quick. There's some interesting team game maps. Wolf Hill is among them. I'm not going to pull it up. Uh, there's a giant hill in the center with a bunch of relics, and but a bunch of wolves as well. Uh, that would make for some interesting team games. We haven't seen it in our group, but uh, I think because we ban it. But that could be... That could be interesting. Uh, a lot of resources to fight over in mid. And a lot of heals. Tatars would be nice there. Um, Lith could be interesting because the relics are all grouped up. You can snag them real quick. Land Nomad is available. We've gotten a lot of Land Nomad in team games. I don't have a lot of advice for you on that. Any more than I do on Nomad. Except you can play a little more straight. You don't got to worry about water. And... Uh, yeah, just wall up. Try to team wall on Land Nomad if you can. Play tight, play together. And Gold Rush is also in team games. It's in 1v1s and it's in team games. That's a unique scenario. You don't see that a lot with these extra maps. And finally, uh, as far as Empire Wars go, who are you? Why are you, why are you listening to this? How many people play Empire Wars? Like next to nobody. Not giving Empire War tips. Nobody plays that game. Get get the Empire Wars one v one in teams. Get it out of here. Come on, devs. You're worried about Chinese balance. You're leaving the pathing in the state that it is. We got Empire Wars out here. What are you focused on? Get Empire Wars out. Find us something different to play. That's that's my map. Close on the maps chapter of today. I have some interesting Reddit observations for you folks. As you know, I've dabbled in Age of Empires 4. It's a little easy for me. Um, just the player base. I don't know that they're perfecting their skill as well as Age 2 is. They don't take it as serious over there. Um, the res flows a lot faster. The units die a lot faster. The, the KDs are really high. Every unit, not every unit matters. 
you can just kind of throw them around. And by the time the enemy shows back up at your base, you know, if you wiped your army, you could have a new army built in Age of Empires 4 pretty quick. Um, I just, I'm not trying to knock the game at all. I just feel like there's a, there's a skill ceiling that has been lowered. It's like a really low ceiling for what you need to play the game. No offense to anybody that plays it. There are some professionals that would absolutely destroy me at Age of Empires 4. I just don't think they would hack it in Age 2. I just don't think they could. Um, yes, yeah, it's like a pillow fight. It's a pillow fight over there. That being said, I peruse both Reddits, the Age of Empires 4 and the main Age of Empires 2. And here's an interesting observation. The age four players are constantly comparing their game to age two. Always that conversation. And they're biased. They're biased towards age four. They like the game. That's why they play it. That's why they're in the age four Reddit. But they're constantly hammering age two for um, not looking as modern, not looking as, um, as, as pretty or as, as detailed as age as age four, um, I don't know that a mobile-looking game is is quote modern, but certainly, certainly some people enjoy that aesthetic. Um, there, they said a lot. There's a lot of talk about the age two sieve balance. We have so many sieves, and they're so unbalanced, and uh, and it's just ridiculous to keep up with. Whereas they have like six or seven sieves and their win rate, their win rates are wild. Like some sieves are like 60 to 70% win rate over there and others are 40 or below. Um, just very interesting to see them try to take these numbers and, and wrestle with it. But they, they absolutely hate everything age two. The number of sieves, uh, the graphics, the, the, the micro and, and the skill that it takes to play do not like it. They don't want the micro. Um, age, I'd say age four is also a very heavy, heavy, um, rock, paper, scissors counter game. And you can tech into units a lot faster. There's, there's only armor, there's melee armor and there's pierce armor for everyone. Just, just one, one tech for melee armor, one tech for, and you get, you know, one per age, just like an age two, but. Like you want plus one melee armor this age, you buy it for everybody at once. It's just one technology research. Um, range damage, just one range damage. Melee damage, just one melee damage. So once you've got the armor, you're teched into the units. Uh, the units have their own, you know, there's spearman upgrades, there's been an arm upgrades, there's archer upgrades for those units. But outside of that, they're just there. They're teched into, they're good to go. So you can flip-flop units real fast and try to get that rock, paper, scissors counter comp just right for whatever your opponent's making. Um, it's just an endless spiral of rock, paper, scissors, rock, paper, scissors. Not really a lot of build-up like what you see in H2. Not a lot of strategic posturing. It's just what production buildings do you have? How quickly can you spam uh, shift unit cube? All that to say... That's what you see on age four. A lot of age two talk, a lot of age two comparisons, a lot of age two bashing. I've yet to see any age four talk on the age two subreddit. It's like in our space, age four doesn't even exist. You know, history ended in 1999 
whenever whenever Age of Kings came out or Age of Conquerors in 2000 or whatever, that was the end of gaming history. No other games came out. Nothing else mattered. MMOs didn't blow up. Boom. Age of Empires hit and we're done. We don't talk about anything else. Age 4, we literally live in their minds rent-free. Definition of rent-free living. They're always talking about us. Um, they they quite literally hate us because they hate us. All the stuff they hate, they wish they had it in their game, I swear. Um, pop over there and look at it. Look at their forum. Read through some stuff on their subreddit. Very interesting to me how much they think about our game while playing their own. Um, and again, I like Age 4. If I want a softer, you know, um, put on some thick gloves and go punch. I might play H four every now and then I'm enjoying, I'm not a campaign guy, but I'll play through the H four campaigns. They do have some beautiful campaigns, some beautiful footage of the actual fields of battle, uh, with, with graphical soldiers overlaid on top of it. Um, very interesting stuff. They did a lot of production quality in that game. Not saying that production quality is not there, but, but there are some small things like, like just, sections so you've got like emblems and stuff you can make for yourself some heraldry they don't always line up in a in a in a pleasing fashion like they're just circles and squares and blocks are misaligned on accident with stuff looked like customization stuff and um i just don't know why there's such low quality effort on things like clean stuff up you know it's just for a game that's been out there for a while, it just feels like it's not being polished like it should be. And age two, super polished. I see a lot of skill advancement. You know, people talk about um, uh, a twelve hundred player in age two, two three years ago, is now a how's it work? Is now a one k player today. So the skill level, the lower you are, the more skilled you are now than previously. When 1K players today will destroy 1K players from two years ago. That's what I'm trying to say, basically. So uh, I see that progression in our folks, and I'm proud of it. I love that. I'm not really seeing the same progression in H in H4. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, there's a lot of things to compare. We don't do that a lot in our space. I understand why. Um, you got a good game. You don't want to go mess with it. But when you got a bad game, you're you're very interested in good games and what they're doing. So good luck to the age four guys. If you're an age four person, sorry that we're so great over here. You can you can come play age two whenever you want. It's a uh, big player base. A lot of a lot of stuff. A lot of content. You got guys like me dragging dragging us all forward. You know, trying new strategies, um, pushing the bounds of what's possible. You're welcome, by the way. I do that for free. I'm in it for the passion, for the love of the game. But let's start wrapping this thing up. I've got some ones to play. I've got some stuff to do. I can't just talk H2 all the time. I got I to gotta dive in and play it. Let's talk about this revolution. There was a Reddit revolution. I'm going to say June, July 23. You know, June of July this year. 
what had happened was, and I'm watching from the outside. I don't have inside contacts. I don't know Reddit mods on purpose. You know, no offense if you're, well, maybe some offense if you're a Reddit mod. I don't know the kind of person that would want to moderate a Reddit. I don't know the kind of person that would want to band together in an Illuminati type fashion and control what other people see and say and do. I I don't have that bone in me. I'm glad someone does, I guess, to keep some order. But, um, you know, I've got a competitive spirit. I've got a fighter's spirit. I don't have this, uh, this commissar type controlling need. But some folks do. Glad there's, there's Reddit mod positions for you. Some guy, and I gather maybe he's the guy that first created the subreddit for Age of Empires 2. There's a couple of them, but this is the main one. R slash AOE2. And I gather he's like an OG mod, and they left his mod privileges in place, even though he was relatively inactive. He got upset at something. Um, I gather he thought the current mods were taking money from corporations in order to to actively give preference for what post they push or they delete or whatever. Um, I never saw any evidence of that. I just saw the claims. So OG mod creator of the subreddit, he comes back from hibernation and just took the axe to the entire mod team. I'm talking like 15 or 20 mods down to five just tossed people out. Not only did he toss them out, he basically gave no notice to anyone that it was happening. And he, um, and he reversed a lot, if not all of their bans. Everybody was banned from their Reddit for breaking the rules. They're back in. He just opened up the prisons straight up like coup, like, like third world country level coup strategy playbook. Just, Release all the political prisoners? Yep. Um, get rid of anyone that opposes me? Yep. And there was, I don't know if he automated it or what, but any post that mentioned mod or mod drama or what's going on with the mods was immediately taken down, like super quick. People were talking in code, just like, what's up with all the stuff happening? Quote, um, they were talking in code for a week just to have some kind of a conversation on this Reddit. And then as soon as the mod and his buddies found it, they would shut it down and clean out that, clean out that post. Um, truly mesmerizing stuff, incredible stuff. This comes on the heels of two events, one locally to this AOE2 subreddit, um, Grathring, the famous or infamous uh, Twitch streamer, I think he's famous. I love Grath. Grath got banned from Reddit, from our AOE2 Reddit, because he banned one of the mods in his stream for annoying him or something. So the mod, in retaliation, banned Grath on AOE2 and literally said in the ban notice, this is what happens when you ban me from your stream. That was awesome. Grath made a... uh, I don't know because it's against the rules. I don't know that Grath made a different account to talk about it, but there was an account made and it talked about it and had screenshots from Grath's computer. So if I had to guess, I would think Grath handed it to a neutral third party. I don't think he made a separate account on his own. That being said, 
that was some incredible drama. That mod in particular didn't get kicked out of the mod team. He got like, I don't know, maybe some privileges removed or something. Um, that was an incredible, incredible moment. And then universally, there's been a mod revolt against Reddit proper for something, something APIs, something, something charging, something, something third party applications. I don't know. Not really. I just use the plain Reddit app. But apparently a lot of the mods use a special app because it organizes things better for them. So this app now has to shut down and um, the mods were upset. So there's been a, a wholesale, you guys probably saw that if you're on Reddit, a wholesale revolt where the mods who are unpaid staff, basically working for Reddit for free, they moderate the content and make sure everything stays PG when it's supposed to be PG and whatever. Keeps everything on track. Um, the mods revolted. They turned their subreddits private so that nobody could see them except for like a few designated folks. And what that does is it crushes Reddit's um, monetization scheme. Reddit makes money from the PG subreddits selling ads out there. So if you scroll through, you see an ad that's coming straight from Reddit. None of that money goes to the mods. doesn't go to the subreddits. It, uh, it goes straight to Reddit. And the mods didn't like that they were shutting this third-party app down or they were charging too much and making it go out of business. So they took them private, killed the ad revenue. There were some others that you might have noticed that actually went um, their PG subreddits and they went not safe for work. Just opened the floodgates and changed the rules and said, you guys can post whatever nasty stuff you want from now on. And they were allowing all of it. And what that does, Reddit cannot monetize not safe for work subreddits because nobody wants to put their ad next to disgusting things. Um, that was genius. Reddit swooped in and threatened to remove all of those mods and just replace them with their own folks. If the mods didn't clean it up, some of them cleaned it up, some of them didn't. Um, yeah, a lot of revolts in the Reddit space, a lot of changes. That CEO can't stick around much longer, I wouldn't think. He's really, really not uh, thinking through his decisions here. That is all happening right before the AOE2 summer revolution um, that we just went over. For people that like drama and toxicity, this has been an amazing time in the world of Reddit. If you don't normally read Reddit, you don't go out there, I you missed out being, being on Reddit this summer. That was, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. It's been hilarious. I am glad I'm not in the mod space and I'm not in any kind of ownership space. Here's a sub note about Reddit that I just thought about. Um, I read somewhere that, like the top 100 reddits, like 90% of them are moderated by like two guys, like two main dude dudes run those, those mod teams. Um, 90% of Reddit, 90% of the traffic boxer. Why is that a problem? Here's why. Cause as a mod, you can, you basically have free reign to run your, run your mod, your, your subreddit. Run your team how you want. Whoop. Ignore that. Um, that's 
just my gaming alert. I've got to get, you know, got an alert, to, an alarm to keep me on track, get picking the ones. Um, got to, got to grind it out. So, so these folks, if there's just like two guys controlling most of Reddit, there's a lot of financial possibilities, you know, like, Hey, I'm, I'm X company. I got a, I got an, a new, uh, I got a new game or a new, a new vehicle or a new product coming out. I would love for you guys to promote and upvote my stuff. And then if you wanted to delete these specific competitors for the next week, I might, you know, be able to give you five, ten thousand dollars $10,000, you know, advertising money. They could do that. And I, they gotta be doing that. I don't know if the AOE two folks were doing that. That was kind of the, uh, the OG mods accusation is they were taking money under the table like that. Um, which I'm fine with them doing. That's what YouTubers do. That's what everybody, like we're all, they're all trying to take money from corporations for stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you got to think that these two guys running 90% of the reddits that, that they are taking some money like that. It's, it's not, it's kind of shady, kind of shady stuff. Just be open about it is my thing. If this is happening, let's just know, just tell me, tell me who's bought you. Same same with anybody. If you're being paid by somebody, I just want to know. Just want to know who's paying you. Um, I'm I'm being paid by Lazaro for this show. Actually, he's the only one that uh, that'll pay for content like this. So you can thank him for this for this uh, this summary of drama and toxicity. But uh, yeah, this. This has been fun. This was a fun couple of weeks in AOE two land. I don't know. I don't know what's coming down the pipeline. Hopefully, we fix pathing. Uh, hopefully, I, I don't have any hopes for the AOE two Reddit. I I don't care. That was it's not impacting me at all. I'm still seeing the same content. Still, still watching people talk about how to beat Romans. Um, but this is good. It's been good to be back with you guys. Lazaro's supposed to have uh, an episode with somebody else. That's not me next. So, um, hit hit up the Discord. Let us know how this is working. Are you enjoying Lazaro not talking with me? Are you en- enjoying me being by myself? Um, do you like when he teams up with somebody that's not me? Are you enjoying the map reviews? Do you like uh, my personal update? I know you like my personal updates, but uh, I've got to say it right. Give us some feedback. Uh, the numbers look good. You know, numbers are growing. And I can't say if you're listening to my episodes more or Lazaro's more, but um, just with NDA policies and stuff that I've I've signed, I, I can't say a lot about that. But I'd love to hear back from you guys. This has been good. I, I will stream more. Like I said early on, there will be some streams. They're coming. Keep an eye out for that tournament that I'm in. Big Walt, Copy Frack. Come uh, come watch those. Support me as I as I march my way to victory. And, that, and that's it. We're going to wrap it up right there. It's been fun. Hey, good luck. Have fun. Play some good games. Have a good night. See you guys next time.